You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. I'm running at about 95% on this Friday morning. Jake's like at 17. I'm a little higher than 17, right? Yeah. Um, this so is have I got weekend. you on board yet? 5.30 or so or 5.20? You decide i got to flip over and make sure I catch this. If you're not out covering a high school baseball I'd game. I'd say it just depends. If I'm not working and I'm home, hmm. I might flip over and just check it out. Hmm. Uh, Gary says, the call is pure gold. I'm a baseball guy, but I love this every year. And he throws in, go Yanks. Yeah, that was really good. The fact that he could remember those names and be able to spew that out off the top of his head. I, apolo- I apologize, Tabor. <laughs> <laughs> remember most well, of Well, usually names. we go with uh, Joe Dirt, right, Tabes? We, we switched it up on him. Well, he, he caught himself there at the end and said Tabor Mania again, but I'm just like, man, this, the dude is just rolling. Can without you with a, ha- without a visual, to, yeah, yeah and not a visual, but and then when he did that back in the day to be able to call those races back to back, but to back like that, and, and the names that you have to be able to spout out oh, and remember, I, I can't imagine. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of science to it. Maybe we'll explore that next time he comes on. Right after we, of course, talk wrestling with him. Sure, uh, we do need to talk about some college baseball though. Got some pretty big games this weekend. Um, Let's start with Louisiana Tech and Middle Tennessee. Uh, looking at Middle Tennessee, they have the worst ERA in the conference. You don't say. It's 6.24. So uh, ERA is not great. And for a Louisiana Tech team that has been producing a good amount of runs recently, uh, I think that favors uh, the old Bulldogs. And, you know, Louisiana Tech still in the hunt for a regular season conference championship. Yeah. And you look at, of course, the number of – Home games they have remaining. They are certainly in an ideal spot. They need to take care of business, though, this weekend at home at Pat Patterson Park. Sure. And they are a good hitting team, uh, Middle Tennessee, so uh, could see some, some high scores this weekend. Then you look at ULM. They are taking on Georgia State, a team that uh, kind of like Middle Tennessee, not a great ERA. Uh, 515 ERA, and ULM's at uh, a 621, so... You look at ULM, though, that the bats have certainly come to life, at least in the last two games against Coastal Carolina and then against Grambling, putting up 16 runs and the season-high 17 hits. Uh, confidence at the plate on the side of the Warhawks. Huge series for them, though. If you look at the conference standings and the work that they have ha- they have to get done, they want to make it to postseason play. And, of course, something that they have not accomplished in the last couple of years they need to take care of business this weekend. I believe right now they are in 10th place, so they would be in, but by the smallest of margins. And the question that we've had recently is whether or not LSU is going to get into the tournament. Not if they're going to host a uh, national seed or be a national seed. Are they going to be in the tournament? Because right now some national projections have them out. Mm. And they've got – a really tough task this weekend playing an Arkansas team that let me just read this out. They are first in batting average in the conference, mm. 321. First in conference in home runs with 36. They are first in slugging percentage in 522. Those, by the way, those are SEC numbers. So that's not a uh, full season, but they've done that in conference. So you're talking about 
you know, the SEC who had how many teams ranked in the top 25 at one point? Ten. That you scoffed at? So you're talking about uh, undoubtedly the strongest conference. They put up those numbers in conference. And what, did you say the league high home runs was 69 on the yeah, year? Yeah, that's on the year, 36 in conference play. So mm-hmm. it, it's really crazy, the kind of year that they've had. Uh, the Hogs ranked by a couple polls as the fourth best team in the country, 32-13 and 13 overall, 13-8 and eight in SEC play. In the other dugout, you look at LSU, 26-19 and 19 overall, 10-11. and 11 in league play of course they're looking for that patent and patented end to the season of the regular season get on a little bit of a roll but it will not be easy of course at home versus arkansas but lsu has owned the series recently they've won 12 of the last 13 games against arkansas which is quite a stat and i think it's 12 of the last 13 regular season series including uh yeah the past including, six the SEC and, tournament. including the last uh six that is pretty darn impressive it is really impressive and they've won six in a row um and the thing is you know looking at some stuff here eric walker who else hasn't had all year if you look at his two starts against arkansas last year he threw nine innings on April 9th, he only allowed four hits, gave up no runs. And then at Hoover in the SEC tournament game, pitched seven and two-thirds, gave up five hits, only one earned run, and eight strikeouts. So, I mean, he, you know, this is one of those series where you need a dominant pitcher like Eric Walker, and LSU simply hasn't really had that all year. Mikel Hilliard has been really, really good. Uh, but they've missed a, a dominant ace in Eric Walker. Yeah, uh, who would have thunk at the beginning of the year? You look at Hillard's stats at eight and three overall, two eighty nine ERA. You compare that to Zach Hess, a sophomore, was supposed to be the man, of course, on the bump as a starting pitcher. His numbers haven't been there, six and four overall, three point nine two ERA. But uh, LSU has owned Arkansas over the past thirteen seasons with a thirty four and thirteen overall record. And Jake Slaughter will play third base in, in place of Josh Smith. Josh Smith still looking to get cleared. And uh, Brant Broussard is looking to snap out of a slump. He's only 5 of 30 after returning from a broken thumb. Mm-hmm. So they need him to get going if they want to win this week. Uh, Grambling's on the road this weekend. They square off against Texas Southern earlier this week. Some great news from one of, one of our favorites, James Cooper, the G-Men's head coach. He was selected to be... USA Baseball under-16 national coach, a position coach, but a huge honor for him and the opportunity to coach some of the best in the country. Awesome, awesome. Uh, There's a couple of notes from the college ranks. You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. Coming up next, we dive back into the high school ranks. Todd Black, he loves to crunch the numbers and tell us what the split has meant to the LHSA. He loves to bash the split. Yeah. I'm sure he's a little fired up on this Friday. I wonder what he thinks of Wasman getting in at 32. I wonder what he thinks of the Wildcats with that gaudy 2-2 two and two record they were in the postseason. Can't wait to find out. He's coming up after the break. I'm Steve Wasman with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. No quarterback in NFL history has passed for more yards over his first 10 seasons than Matt Ryan. He's now the first to get $100 million in guaranteed cash. Ryan and the Falcons agreed on a five-year, $150 million contract extension that will also make him the first player to average at least $30 million a year. The four-time Pro Bowler holds the franchise record in nearly every major passing category. Elsewhere, Jason Witten will be making big bucks talking about football instead of playing it. Witten is retiring from the NFL to become an analyst for Monday Night Football. The Cowboys held an emotional farewell for their all-time leader in both catches and receiving yards on Thursday. 
And NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reporting that the Eagles are picking up the option on head coach Doug Peterson's contract. Peterson is a perfect 3-0 in the postseason, including this year's Super Bowl win. He's now with the team through 2020. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Napa know-how. Hear that screeching sound from your car? It's your brakes yelling, change me. So head to any Napa Auto Care Center and we'll replace them for you. Or go to any Napa Auto Parts store and do it yourself. Either way, you'll get a $50 prepaid Visa card by mail on qualifying purchases over $250. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 531.18. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Time to talk a little uh, high school baseball softball with uh, Todd Black from 104.5 in uh, ESPN in Baton Rouge. He joins us from on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Todd, how you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. Nobody crunches the numbers and does the facts and figures involving the split than you do. And I know it has been an eventful uh, postseason on the softball and baseball side. Let's go there. Just first, uh, softball. How would you think it played out with uh, the split this year in girls softball? I think it's fantastic anytime you can get a two-and-two team in the final and in the playoffs. Um, you know, and you know, East Feliciana down here in Baton Rouge was 5-5. Five and five. Uh, in baseball, and they just forfeited their game. Uh, and Cedric Anderson is their head football coach and also their athletic director, and he, they asked him why they forfeit, and he said, we've lost two pitchers, and in the other five games, we gave up 85 runs. There was no need to go. <laughs> I mean, he's honest, but it's funny, but it's really not because this is supposed to be high-quality uh, sporting, or I'm trying to figure the word for it, but it's supposed to be high quality games that are being played in the playoffs, and and you're just not seeing it. The numbers don't show it. It's showing that everything's getting worse in softball. Matter of fact, you know, before the split and after the split, um, I look at the innings played, and and prior to the split, softball was getting about 70 percent of their games, and this is, these are first round games, I mind you, um, that are about. 70% of their games were six or seven innings. Mm. Now you're seeing um, about that same number only go three, four, five, which means they're being run rules. Excuse me. So I think the quality of the game uh, is really hurt. I know I, in basketball I have several people send me their, um, their payout, and they're losing money. And I think ultimately um, – both private and public are losing money in some circumstances. And I think uh, ultimately that's what they got to look at. And it's, other than the obvious that it's not good for the kids or good for the state. 
Todd, uh, we talk about things that can be done, and it's certainly, uh, you know, the split's not going anywhere. So does it just come down, especially in baseball and softball, need to whittle down these playoffs and, and limit the number of teams that are in the postseason? Well, Aaron, let me, you know, I think a lot of people believe the statement that you just said, and, and for good reason, meaning the split's not going anywhere. But just last weekend, I had a public school baseball coach, it's well-known, come up to me and talk to me about a proposal that they're looking at and very interested in where it would put eight, you would, it would almost be like the NCAA. So they take the top eight seeds, this is, would be just for 5A, take the top eight seeds and make each one of them a regional site, you would have four teams at each site. And you would get all that taken care of in one weekend. The reasoning behind that, obviously, is you saw quite a bit of upsets in baseball this year in 4A. Matter of fact, the 31 seed is still in it, and uh, they're up 1-0 and in the quarterfinals, which is uh, Westlake. And um, so I think they're, they're going a little bit further saying, hey, you know, that can happen with one pitcher. It may not be the better team, but he might be the better pitcher that day. So they're trying to look, you know, at a regional-type format. But he's bringing everybody back together. I think for the most part, basketball and baseball coaches for sure want to get back together. It's the principals that are not allowing it to happen. And that's what is really frustrating here. But if you're going to keep the split, in classes 2A, 1A, B, and C, you have to go to a 16-team bracket. And when you look at it in a 16-team bracket, it brings the integrity back to the brackets, meaning your last seed is at 500 or maybe 4 and 6. I'm using that for football terms. And 4 and 6, I think we can all you know, agree that, all right, you can make the playoffs. 4 and 6 sometimes excuse me, you get a bad draw. But that would be it's to keep the integrity of the brackets and the game, you've got to do it that way. Or else come up with another solution. Todd, as you know, uh, there have been a lot of great proposals that have been out there, but what we find is that Quite frankly, there's not enough information or perhaps the principals don't do enough work or they haven't been presented with the entire proposal, so ultimately it fails. When somebody does come up with a proposal, how can they do a better job of selling it and, of course, getting that information across to the principals across the state? I told this particular coach I was talking to, I said, your number one problem is going to get the principals to read it or to get the principals to buy in. Because, you know, looking at in January, um, the Coaches Association for Basketball and Baseball put up proposals to get back together. The Coaches Association did. And the principals voted against their coaches. Overwhelmingly. I think for basketball, it was like 203 to 102. And so that's a great question because, you know, principals, and, and believe me, I hammer them. That's only athletically. Everything they do education-wise, I respect the heck out of them. Because without them and without all the other teachers, you know, we wouldn't be where we are. You know, they're our future. But athletically, 
they have no business being involved because they don't have the time. And I think when you have 40% each year, they have area meetings before the LHSAA uh, comes to the annual convention. They've had 40% of the principals attend these area meetings. Well, these area meetings are information with what is going to be presented at the annual uh, at the annual meeting, which is usually a week later. Well, last year, or this year, they had to do it via teleconference because of the bad weather, and um, they only still had forty percent. So they've got to want to be involved. It's almost like as a coach, if a kid doesn't want to get better, you can coach him all day long, and he's not going to get better. But until he wants to get better, the message isn't going to get to him. And I think that's kind of what we're facing here with the LHSAA, and I don't have the answer to how do you get the principals to be more accountable for their vote. So just don't go in there and vote. Know what you're voting on, and I guarantee you 50% of them have no idea what they're voting on when they go in there. That's why you think certainly the athletic directors of some of these schools need to take more of a leading role with what their schools are voting on. Todd, no disrespect yeah, to Wasp. No, no disrespect to Wasman. Of course, we've talked about it extensively when the postseason started. The Wildcats get in to the uh, 3A playoffs with a 2-2 two and two record, and everybody wants to know, how does this happen? First of all, you only play four regular season games on the year, and then second of all, your postseason bound. I can't. Uh, crickets. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. But... Uh, you know, they, they made a proposal about it this year that if you don't play 15 games, all right, you go to the bottom of the list. But, I mean, really? Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's teams that uh, – St. Catherine Drexel, I believe, out of New Orleans was 0-6 and, and and made the playoffs. And um, that was – I think that's Division two. The previous year, <clears throat> the same team, as soon as the season over – is over the coach takes off, goes out of town, doesn't even know her team's in the playoffs. She's not there for the playoff game. um, Should there be a limit on the games they play? Absolutely. But, um, you know, really, if you're two and two, if your softball program has only played four games, you obviously don't care about them playing. Why don't you just pull them out? Or don't even play at all because at some point, the girls that are out there playing – are the boys, you know, playing baseball or because you see it in both sides is that, I mean, they're just going to go somewhere. They're going to be 32. That's what he's Feliciana said. He said, I think he would have to go to Manny or it was kinder. He said, I'm not going to kinder. He said, I already know. I mean, I'm so disrespecting my kids, but they're going to get beat by 40. And this is baseball. So he just says, here's a thousand dollars. And, um, you know, speaking of Wasman, I, I want to say something about uh, the recent uh, violations on them with the football recruiting. And a lot of people down in this area see Wasman, uh, you know, blah, they're recruiting. If by now people don't realize recruiting happens on both sides of the sector, public and private, then they have no shot anyway because it does happen. But in particular – over the years, Aaron, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, Waspin has been plucked by any school in that area, um, from Richwood to Washita to Neville to West Monroe. Uh, 
to whomever. And the other part of this is the school choice with failing schools. And I didn't catch the recent update, but Wasserman and Carroll are two failing schools. Those kids can go to a passing school, which I think that's only Neville. So the coach is losing kids left and right. He's been recruited uh, against, and he's the one that gets caught. I'm not saying what he did recruiting is right. I'm saying that that's a microcosm of what's wrong with the whole LHSAA is because Wasman has won for years over there because the talent in Monroe area is sick. It's crazy. He don't have to go anywhere unless he's losing them some way else, which he is by school choice and, you know, so forth. But I just think, you know, it's a shame that it happened. Wasserman and Carroll, they don't like each other. I've made it since I went to high school. Um, it's just a big rivalry there. <clears throat> and I think that's where things got to be fixed. And it goes back to what you said earlier, Aaron. I think that you got to get people that care a little bit more about athletics and have the time to invest in it before this thing's going to get fixed. And the one good thing they did do is extend Eddie Bonine's contract two years, and that was passed 22 to 1. And financially, he's done a fabulous job. And I think he's been fair to all schools. And Mr. Bonat always says, I don't make the rules, I enforce them. They may not like his rulings, and, but it's by the book. But he would like to see uh, some of that become more situational, especially like transfers. Because there are some issues out there that are kind of heartbreaking for the kids that they have to move, but they're ruled ineligible by the uh, by what the LHSA handbook says. So, you know, all in all, how can they how do two or two guys get into the playoffs? I'm not real sure, but you know, Division Five semifinal game, Grace Christian just beat Crescent City 25 to nothing in baseball. You think that was fun? Listeners, I want to follow you, and of course, I hear more from you. Where do they need to go? You can, or right now I've been busy on Wednesdays. Usually I'm on the uh, radio on uh, 104.5 ESPN on Wednesday nights in Baton Rouge, but coaching my kids in baseball and doing a lot of other things. Jimmy Roy and Cade Wazan do a great job there. Uh, on Friday nights you can hear me on 104.5 in the fall. And uh, I have a Facebook page at uh, Louisiana Prep School Board on Facebook. Louisiana Prep School Board on Facebook. And, uh, I enjoy, uh, enjoy it being on with you guys, and I uh, hope y'all are keeping the fort down up in Monroe. We're certainly doing that. Thanks for the time, and uh, keep crunching the numbers for us. Thanks, bud. Will do. Thank you, man. Todd Black. Huge fan of the split. Huge fan <laughs> of the split, as all, as we all are. Yes. He did make a pretty good point about Wasman, though. And, of course, uh, this, they've lost a number of athletes throughout the years to other schools. Uh, in northeast Louisiana. And some would say, and maybe it was fairly or not, but the other schools really have not been penalized for those players that left Wasman to West Monroe. Yeah. Everybody thinks about West Monroe's situation last year with Delvin Hutchinson, but that was not the case or the ruling that ultimately led to Jerryologist's suspension. It was Isaiah George. Isaiah George from Bastard. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, it, it's it's you know that's why I think we were surprised that someone turned him in from Carroll. From Carroll, yeah, because this kind of stuff happens, but usually it's not battled out in public like this, and not from the same school district. Exactly. So. Get your tickets to Wasserman Carroll <laughs> right now. 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Broken windows are no fun. A car that's baking inside from summer sun is even worse. Oh. Well, Magic Glass Intent of West Monroe can handle both those problems. From one-day service on replacing your windshield to repairing power windows to professional window tinting for your car, home, or business, Magic Glass does it all. Magic Glass and Tint, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. Give them a call at 330-9988. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, King of the Road Car King. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The King of the Road, the King of the Road Car King. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Let's talk a little uh, high school baseball. We look forward to more state quarterfinal action tonight, including uh, West Washita on the road. They are the number five seed. The Chiefs going after that state championship. Their head coach, Mitch Thomas, joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Mitch, how are you doing this morning, bud? Good, Aaron. How y'all doing? Good. How do you get down to South Lafourche? Uh, you, you head south and you keep going till you get to water. And then that's when you stop <laughs> and you're there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's down here. <laughs> like a friend of mine said, you know, the, the next stop is Cuba. So, um, <laughs> Uh, man, we're, 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 we're a ways down here. <laughs> uh, why do you always, why is it important to kind of get down there early, get your feet on the ground? And basically what do you do today? Well, we got down here yesterday and, and was able to go work out on their field, uh, get used to it. You know, what the field's going to be like. We, we worked out at, uh, five o'clock, which is close to, you know, the time of the game. So we'll see where the sun is and all that. And then, you know, today we're going to, uh, you know, get breakfast and, hang around the hotel, then we're going to have lunch, and then we're going to head over to the field, and uh, we're going to hit a little bit over there and 
um, and really just get acclimated to everything and, uh, you know, get the guys, you know, on the bus coming down here, they enjoyed it. We had a good meal in Lafayette coming. And, you know, that, that that's the part, enjoy all that. And today it's, it's you know, it's time to play. And, um, like I said, I always like getting down a day early. Yeah, and this is kind of why you're in it, right, because of the postseason and experiences and taking road trips with your guys? Oh, Aaron, it is. This is, the you know, the best time of the year. Playoffs are great. And, uh, you can see it's different. The players, their attitudes are a little different. They're a little – you know, antsy, ready to play and enjoying themselves. And, you know, there's, it's fun. We, we last night went to eat and um, the place we were eating at, of course, they're, they're wild down here. And I don't know how many people came by us from South LaFouche and told us, good luck. Y'all going to need it. And y'all didn't need to show, bother showing up. And it's been, yeah, it's been wild down here. Um, and we heard about all that, you know, from the teams that's played here. So, you know, the kids, they're, they're enjoying it. They're, uh, they're, they're excited about, about playing today. The good thing is when they heckle you, you probably only understand about 50% of it, right? Exactly. I'm telling you, we don't have a clue what they're saying sometimes. And uh, uh, it, it's, been, uh, it's been interesting. I'm going to tell you, Aaron, it really has. Uh, hadn't, you know, usually you go places, uh, people are, you know, they're, they're, they're nice to you about it. They, they're, you know, they're, you know, we don't hope, you know, we hope y'all lose, but, you know, you know good luck anyway and da-da-da. They hadn't been that way at all down here. Um, it's been kind of, uh, like I said, it's been interesting. Uh, but um, I, I like that. I'm glad. I'd rather go on the road and play somebody that that's, their crowd's loud and they, they got a lot of people uh, instead of going someplace and, you know, they don't have anybody show up. and Because, um, you know, the only thing better than playing the quarterfinals at home in front of your home crowd is going someplace where it's it's crazy and wild and, and you got a chance to shut their crowd up and, you know, and, and take all the noise away. That's a, that's a good feeling. Mitch, baseball is so much different than the other sports. Uh, you want to be jacked up, you want to be focused, but there's that fine line. How do you make sure your guys don't go in there and overplay uh, a game like this? You know, Aaron, you're right. You, you know, you can't go out there with that. You know, we're going to kill them and all that mentality because it's such a mental. It's a mental game, uh, and you know, you guys have got to be focused and and. You know, that's, I think that's all the preparation going into the game. You know, we're, we're going in doing the same things with the same message than, that it was when we went to New Orleans week one. Um, you know, it's going to be a little more exciting, a little more adrenaline, but at the same time, it's, you know, you got to play this pitch. Don't worry about everything else. You know, block everything out and play this pitch. And um, I think, again, the, the, the schedule we played and the atmospheres we played in all year, I think that's what benefits us this time of the year. Uh, and that's why we do it. Uh, you know, if you want to make a run, you got to play good people and you got to play them at their place. And I think that benefits us and it's helped us through the years. Coach, something that stuck out to me uh, in your last series win was you didn't hesitate to throw Thomas Wilhite in game one. And that says a lot when you've got a, a Louisiana Tech signee and, and uh, Luke Honeycutt, who's been with you for four years and who's really gained your trust. Uh, I think you're going to throw Honeycutt tonight in game one. But what does that say about your confidence in this pitching staff, and how big of an advantage is that for you, the fact that you can go with three different guys uh, and starting in these games? You know, Jake, I think it's a, it's a big advantage for us. And, you know, if, you know I would have been confident if we'd started, you know, Peyton Parker game one. Um, it was, it, it was a, it's an asset being able to have, you know, Thomas throw the other day, uh, gave Luke four full days of rest before he had to throw. And, um, you know, he's been in a lot of big games and all, but, 
you know, again, giving him four days of rest and having somebody like Thomas, you know, being able to throw is, is, is a big advantage. And this is why, you know, you know, a lot of us, you know, wanted this two out of three because it's the best team. You know, you can, in the past, you take one pitcher and ride him all the way to the state tournament. And, you know, you didn't have a better team. You just had a great arm. And I like this two out of three. Uh, you know, I think it benefits us. Now, we've got to go out and execute pitches and, you know, and do that part on, on the mound. But, you know, with the guys we have, I, I do think it's an advantage for us, you know, two out of three series. All right, I know you're keeping an eye on the weather. What's it look like down there for uh, tonight and this weekend? Uh, the weather's showing uh, they got a chance for rain, you know, late tomorrow evening. Um, so I think we'll be fine, you know, getting the games in. Um, it, and even that, it's just scattered showers tomorrow evening. So we, we've got the first game at 12 tomorrow. So tonight's weather's going to be fine. Uh, and, again, tomorrow playing at 12, um, and, you know, if, and if, you know, we have to go at game three, you know, it'll be around 3.30. I think, I think we'll be fine for, for both games tomorrow if we have to play two tomorrow. All right, Coach, I don't want to put any more pressure on you, but the teams in Northeast Louisiana are certainly dwindling. So uh, we need you to advance on and, of course, keep these championship dreams still alive. Well, we're going to try. You know, this is the first time we've been on the road in the quarter since I think it was like uh, 2015, 14 sometime. Uh, We're going to try. You know, there's good baseball and, some of the guys had some bad luck on their on their side up north, uh, you know. But I still say we got really good baseball up there. But we're gonna come down here and 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 do our best to to you know to for North Louisiana. Thanks, bud. Good luck. Hopefully, we'll be talking next week. Thank you. We appreciate. It. Yeah, hope hope we are. Man, that was funny about the South Louis people. Look, man, I went to school down there. I know how it is. <laughs> They they either love you. I could read between the lines what he was saying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they either love you or they hate you. Like there's no middle ground really. That's how those Cajuns are. It's good stuff though. I'm looking forward to that series. I think, you know, that the reason why I asked that question about you know being able to throw a guy like Will Height in Game One when you have Honeycutt available, it's just not too many teams have. And you can go with Peyton Parker, too. Three different guys that a coach really, truly does feel confident throwing out there as a starter. Mm -hmm. And that's a luxury that Wes Washtell has that I don't think a whole lot of other teams have. Mm -hmm. Now, I've heard that this this pitcher that South Lafouche is throwing tonight is pretty dang good, but I don't think they have as deep a pitching staff as Wes Washtell. Sean and Wes Monroe says, Alaska, super regional idea for high school baseball. Wouldn't that just be a huge financial advantage for those host schools and put the other teams at a disadvantage? Yeah, uh, I don't think that would ever work. Well, they'd probably have to split up the money, the gate, certainly. I mean, when LHSA gets their cut, it'd be just like, I'm it'd be sure. like a tournament, though. Yeah. And, and I, look, as and, a fan, but, but it would reward, of course, uh, the, the teams that did so well during the regular season. Sure. As a fan, I love it. I think it would be really fun to watch that. But, you know, how, how teams feel about playing in tournaments and how it's just different from playing an actual series. Mm-hmm. And it seems like such a big leap. Wait, you don't want to go to a best of three series, which will do this regional type format? Yeah. And I'm sure they would split everything. I, I'm sure they would, but I'm just saying that will never happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I would be shocked if coaches and principals agreed to that. All right, we look at, uh, of course, West Washington in the 4A bracket, still on the hunt for a title. Sterlington in 3A, they are the number one seed. They'll have a, a series this weekend. Of course, you heard from Mark Sims earlier in the show. 
in Class uh, 2A tonight. You got Vidalia's the number nine seed. How about those Vikings? Your Vikings. Ooh. Can they take down Kinder? Winfield loses game one against Welsh. They'll now have to win two in a row starting. Uh, this game is actually on Saturday. So they're doing like OCS did, play one game on Thursday, have Friday off, and then resume on Saturday. Does that have something to do with track and State, field? Yeah, yeah, track and field. Yeah. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, OCS, we mentioned the fact that uh, the Eagles had a rough go at it. They lose an extra innings last night to Catholic Point Capi. They will play a doubleheader, hopefully, for the Eagles to stay alive on Saturday. Correct. Starting at 11 a.m. Uh, Claiborne Christian, of course, is in the state semifinals already. In 1A, they're just playing a one-game winner. Move on, loser. Clean out your locker room. Delta Charter pulled a stunner last night as the number nine seed at home versus LaSalle. They win. Oak Grove goes on the road as a number three seed. They lose to Maryville. And uh, Shudrick is a number four seed in Class B. They square off on the road against Hornbeck tonight at 6 o'clock. I love this from Colin. He says, simple fix for baseball, 16 teams, first two rounds, best of three, final four teams play regional format. Thoughts on that, Aaron? Not bad. I think it's pretty good. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, our weekly visit with Joey Trappe and then our parting shots. And then Jake's going to tell you who's going to win the Kentucky Derby. This oh, weekend. yeah, yeah. Take that to the bank. <laughs> the morning drive is back after this. Brad Parker and his wife, Leah, opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana, on July 12, 2010, and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, parking. We're talking with Matt Livengood, General Manager at Calvert Crossing Golf Club. You know, Matt, people probably have asked you, what's so special about Calvert Crossing? Well, the difference is our daily focus is on grass and it's on people. So what that brings to you is unsurpassed customer service and superior golf course conditions. And May is the final month of our spring membership drive. You can make Calvert Crossing your home club at 75% off initiation and your first month's dues are free. Come enjoy the private club experience without the private club cost. Stop by and we will give you a tour of our first class facilities. Calvert Crossing is located on Hodge Watson Road in Calhoun. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for aerial. Look for cloudy skies with showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for area throughout the weekend with daytime highs in the upper 70s and nighttime lows in the lower 60s. 
Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, uh, just a little bit of correction here. This is coming from the Monroe uh, City School District. They just wanted to point out, of course, Todd Black mentioned that Wasman and Carroll uh, failing schools. Uh, they point out that that is actually not the case. Both of them are not failing schools at this point. In fact, Wasman had a B as a grade, and they point out that uh, Wasman now has the same grade as West Monroe. They're both rated as B. There you go. There you go. Let's go to a guy that grades out as an A, and that being Joey Traffey for our weekly visit. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotlines. What's going on, Joey? How you doing this morning, bud? No, oh, all good, man. What's happening with y'all? Well, I'm trying to get Jake on board for what's going to take place uh, tomorrow. It's really uh, the stars are aligned right with the fact that it's Cinco de Mayo plus the Kentucky Derby. I know you're all in on the Kentucky Derby. Absolutely, man. That's one um, one event we always look forward to every year. It brings out a fun crowd. Uh, got Mint Julep Cirillo in that Porco, and it's a uh, it's an all day affair. It feels like, man. It. Um, you know, everybody seems to pick a horse and, and roll with it, and it uh, it's a, it's an anticipated event for sure. Joey, would you take a mint julep over a margarita? No. <laughs> Not even no. close. Mint julep over. Not margarita? even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think that's the only time of the year we sell mint juleps. Um, I mean, I, I, margaritas are a fan favorite every day, uh, so I got I got to roll with the margarita. All right, uh, you're looking forward to a big weekend, and of course, the NBA postseason continues to roll along. What's taking place out at the Fieldhouse, and then of course at the other plethora of restaurants that you have? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, um, especially with the Derby Saturday and NBA playoffs, and you know, just all the the baseball going on uh field house should be a, a rocking spot uh traps the patio is going to be it's it's go-to you know with the weather being where it's at and then portico the same uh crawfish is kind of winding down now um you know we still got about three or four more weeks of crawfish left in us so um if you hadn't had a chance to to get your crawfish fixed you know be sure to to come on by and, and check us out there but uh it just should be a airing a fun field uh weekend with uh, pretty good weather and outdoor dining conditions. So um, we're just gearing up for another good weekend. Cinco de Mayo um, should, you know, bring some, some folks out too. So uh, we're just looking to, um, in, in, you know, everybody getting out and enjoying the, the fun times and good weather. Uh, Joe, you've tweaked the menu at Portico. Is there an item or a specialty that people need to check out? Well, I think our pizzas that we brought back are very good, uh, and the po' boys um, are a popular uh, choice right now. We have a, a great oyster po' boy there, um, and, and the pizzas um, are, are what I'm getting the most feedback from uh, right now. Uh, I think our brunch uh, menu on Sunday mornings is uh, something people are really, really uh, excited about, so um, yeah, if you hadn't been by to check out the new menu at Portico, I suggest you do. It's uh, it's catered down more, took it took it down a notch. Um, uh, while we still have some of the redfish dishes and some of the fan favorites from the previous menu, uh, we we've Im- implemented some uh, more relaxed dishes. I guess is a good way to put it. So um, 
if you um, out and about today and you want to just try something different, swing in the Portico because we definitely have a, a few different options out there. Joey, as always, we appreciate the time, bud. We'll see you this weekend. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Jake Martin, you ready to end this week with a bang? Bang, bang. It is called Party Shot. Hello, friends. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Uh, I took my opponent lightly. I mean, take a look at him. Um, the last time anybody with highlights ever hit a golf ball was, what, Guy Ferrari on one of those Edom shows. A a ding-dong, and they're like, where would one come up with something that stupid? I play poorly. I have no excuses for that. He played poorly, too, but that's his, that's his game. Second place goes to... It was embarrassment to, to my family lineage, and I vow to avenge myself. This is what it's like when the big weenie starts to have a meltdown. You know, when... When 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 Al Michael snuck out on the seventeenth and screamed, I knew it was over. It's it, it's over. You know, I always sit on a sandwich while I drive. That way, it's nice and warm by the time I pull up to the next diner. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you played that, uh, Tabor. So uh, yesterday, Sports Shorts on uh, KNOE ran a, a segment on uh, back pain in golfers and how they're doing research and. You know, the velocity of your swing could throw off your back and what they're trying to do to fix the problem. So the story aired immediately, and then I get a picture from uh, the Tomcat of a, a shot of me playing golf in the forum. Well played on his part. It was awful. Well, you know, it, it's not a picture-perfect. stress on your back. <laughs> yes. But it was a picture from the day that I beat him. So that, of course, was the comeback. What do you got? The comeback. We we love to relive the comeback. Yeah. Uh, I just got a couple of NBA notes, kind of just a just couple of funny, couple not so much funny, but just kind of jaw dropping. First is Scary Terry Rozier. Now, who saw this coming? Nobody. It it also speaks to what we've been talking about all show, which is Brad Stevens and how great he is at taking the pieces he has. And making them, or enhancing them, and making them more productive. But I think a lot of credit has to go to Rozier too, because man, if you watch some of the moves he makes, like uh, it, there's there was a, a popular tweet last night of Kyrie Irving mimicking Rozier's drive to the basket, which was just fun. like it was like man, it was like he's catching his teammates off guard. Like I didn't know he had that in him. And uh, anyway, Rozier now has five straight games with 16 points or more. So, you know, he had his whole feud with Bledsoe. Bledsoe didn't know who he was. I think everybody who, who pays, pays attention to the NBA knows who uh, Scary Terry is now. That's my first thing. My second thing is this, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> did you see um, during the Philadelphia and Boston game last night, uh, the camera caught Gucci Mane? And Meek Mill mm -hmm. with Robert Kraft. Mm. Robert Kraft was right in the middle. It was mm. sandwiched between those two guys. And he had his mouth open, mm -hmm. looking at both like, I do not I do not belong in How'd this I conversation. How'd they get in the middle of this? <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. So you wanted to know. You wanted to be a fly uh, on the wall there or so fly in the arena. bad I wanted to. So bad I wanted to hear what that conversation was. Because Robert Kraft didn't he? Yeah, go ahead. He looked like he just couldn't provide anything in that conversation. It's like, I've got nothing to offer. I am much older than both of you, and I, yeah, I've got nothing. And they're probably talking about making it rain or something. <laughs>
Who knows? Anyway, and then my third thing was just that I've, I've been seeing some tweets. They're calling Toronto now LeBronto, mm. which is hilarious. All right, uh, come Monday morning, what are we going to be talking about with the Pels? Not that, horse that, racing. That they, okay. that they still have a heartbeat? Uh, that this thing is over? I hope we're still talking about a heartbeat. I'm still um, – I'm still optimistic just because, you know, they return to New Orleans. I think they're going to get the calls they didn't get in Golden State. And, again, I thought everything else was, was pretty good, man, I th- in game two, not game one. But game two, I thought the, the defense, the intensity was there. They, they played well. They protected the basket about as well as you can uh, against a high-scoring team like the Golden State Warriors. And hopefully, you know, both Steph and, and Kevin Durant aren't on. You know, that was the case in game two. They were just both hot, and it was just like, well, sometimes you just can't stop that. Those two guys are two of the best players in the world, and when they're on, I mean, good luck trying to match that pace. Mm-hmm. I thought they did for, for a little bit, but just, you know, toward the end, it just kind of tailed off. Uh, my parting shot could center around, of course, uh, ESPN and Screaming A. Smith, but I'm going to stay positive with my parting shot and just say uh, enjoy uh, tomorrow Cinco de Mayo, then, of course, uh, the Kentucky Derby. If you get an opportunity, give it a try. Just uh, watch a little of the pre-race coverage and, of course, the festivities and the fun of it. I think it'll be worth your time. And go watch some baseball. Yes. Get out, and hopefully the weather holds up. Um, see a little rain on the forecast, but hopefully it's it's clear enough to go see you know, some of these baseball teams slug it out. All right. Uh, our two racing experts this morning has uh, Rick Mocklin has my boy Jack when it justify finishing second and Vino Russo finishing third. And then, of course, Mark Sims, he's into it big. He likes Audible to win the Kentucky Derby. Justify, I want to plunk some money down on it, but uh, three to one odds doesn't pay off much. For Audible? Yeah. No, for uh, Justify. Oh, justified. Yeah. Um, who? What? What is auto? You got the other? Odds? I do not. Oh, I'll, I'll work on that. And I, give me a holler Saturday. I'll help you out. <laughs> okay. I'll probably need you to help me I out with the say, computer. Anyway, you're not going to bet. You're going to try to bet, and you're not. You're not going to succeed. Let's stay positive, Jake. <laughs> oh, okay. It's going to happen. You know, sure. I watched a game or two on the computer now, so we're making. That's progress. true. Yeah. yeah, some progress. All right, everybody, have a fantastic weekend. We'll yell at you bright and early on Monday morning. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.